0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Senate has canceled its recess. The House has been cogitating for days. There's really only one topic for Capitol Hill right now as the coronavirus stalks the country. For our weekly look ahead, Bloomberg Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And Lauren, what is going on?
0: Well, as you mentioned, the Senate was supposed to be off this week, um, along with the House for the recess, but they've changed their plans as a result of the coronavirus, the need to respond to that and to deal with some other business that's before them. So, obviously, when they return to town this week, it's a somewhat different town with a lot of private employers shifting to work from home. The Capitol complex shut down a little bit in terms of public access, um, but obviously the members are still there and, and media folks will be covering them as well. So there will be still be a lot of activity on Capitol Hill as Congress continues to figure out how to respond to coronavirus um, and and all that it's brought to uh, the country.
1: And by the way, what about the Capitol Hill staff, the 30,000 strong army that supports the members? Are they working from home? or Are they in their offices?
0: Uh, some offices are. I mean, one of the things about the Capitol is offices can set their own policies and, and give their own directives to um, their personnel. But as we've seen when there were reports last week that somebody may have come into contact with a particular lawmaker or the lawmaker themselves put themselves into quarantine or self-isolated, um, sometimes the office is closed and people shifted to working from home. So we may see more of that, especially as you know the weeks go on here. Um, we've also seen offices ask people not to come. Uh, to shift to video conferences or telephone calls rather than the traditional pressing the flesh that we're used to seeing up on Capitol Hill with people doing face-to-face meetings. A lot of that's going to go away for the time being and um, you know things will
1: be a lot more remote. I guess that's why they call it virus. And legislatively, what have they been trying to do?
0: So we saw the second package from the House last week following negotiations between Speaker Nancy Pelosi on the side of Congress and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin on behalf of the administration. That bill... is something the Senate is going to deal with. It's a package that's focused mostly on things like paid leave and unemployment insurance um, and food aid to help people that are going to be out of work possibly for an extended period of time or working from home. Um, also trying to ensure that there's a little bit more flexibility in how states can provide aid to people um, over the next couple of weeks or months, depending on how long this goes. Um, House Democrats last week described this as the second package in addition to the $8.3 billion Dollar appropriations package that was passed uh, the week prior, Um, and a third package will undoubtedly be coming at some point that will look at even more health and economic provisions that will be needed to deal with this um, in the longer term. Uh, A lot of industries could be coming to the government asking for help. Obviously, the travel industry has been affected by this. Airplanes are, you know, dwindling, shutting down flights. and there's there's going to be a lot of downstream effects from this, especially if it goes on for an extended period of time.
1: And what do we know about what the White House has said with respect to a second follow-on bill, which could even be a higher price tag than the $8 billion they approved a couple weeks ago?
0: Right. It almost certainly will be. Um, the, the administration was part of the negotiations. The Democrats had initially put out a bill on Thursday night, and um, Stephen Mnuchin was really the point person to move that closer to a bill that could get more support from Republicans and the administration. So um, there, there was an attempt to move from, you know, a Democratic starting point um, that was developed among their lawmakers to something that could get wider support.
1: We're speaking with Bloomberg editorial director Lauren Duggan, And not everything is coronavirus, just mostly, but not everything. There's also the FISA bill, and that has a lot of political implications and surrounding kinds of its own viry.
0: Absolutely. And this is a bill that um, was passed by the House last week before three key provisions expired on Sunday. Um, the Senate is coming back and holding a procedural vote on that as its first order of business, although the coronavirus bill might get put in there as well. But um, what they're aiming to do here is extend these three provisions that allow the government to um, surveil lone wolves. These are terrorists who aren't necessarily aligned with nation states for roving wiretaps and also to, to get certain phone record information. Um, this is an issue that isn't necessarily along partisan lines. We see Democrats and Republicans supporting this proposal and also opposing it. Um, two senators in particular have stood in the way of fast action on this. Mike Lee out of Utah, and Rand Paul out of Kentucky, both of whom are Republicans and want even greater, as they would say, civil liberties protections here. Um, It was a deal that was negotiated between the White House and Congress, or I should say the administration and Congress, with Attorney General Barr being the lead negotiator there. There was a tweet last week from the president where he said some senators want him to veto this bill. They don't think it's the right approach, citing some of the things that have gone on with the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act um, around his campaign and his administration. So it remains to be seen um, how quickly that bill moves and if it's something that the president will veto or if he will end up signing it. But important provisions that expired over the weekend and um, many people are pressing to have signed into law as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, they let those expire and then the coronavirus. So where does that leave what might have been on the agenda otherwise had not all of this blown up like this?
0: It's a good question. And we've seen things in the near future get canceled, like the Democratic issue retreat that was supposed to happen in early April up in Philadelphia. They've set that aside. Um, The coronavirus will clearly be an issue in front of Congress for a while. And there's all the other business that they have to do. The highway bill and transit bill still expires on September 30th, along with government funding. There's still the defense authorization process. So we'll have to see how Congress, you know, staggers its work over the next couple of weeks and months to take care of the things that they already knew they had to do and then deal with this um, kind of crisis or urgent situation around the coronavirus. So I think a lot of schedules and a lot of things that have been kind of mapped out for the course of the year are going to be changed just as a result of this and, and all the kind of disruption it's bringing.
1: Yes, with the delay of baseball opening day, without a player strike, that does signal something of the end of civilization. But it's true, you know, members make a lot of appearances at events and conferences and trade shows and so forth, most of which have been put off or canceled altogether. So it seems like this is really having an effect on the Hill in terms of the ability of members to concentrate.
0: Right. And just, you know, their normal way of doing business is going to be changed for a while here. And um, I'm sure there will be questions about should Congress be here? Should they be back in their district? Um, there is no way really for Congress to hold votes remotely. They need to be here in person or get unanimous consent to move things or at least agreement from people not to, to object to moving things without an actual roll call vote, which um, you know could be interesting to see how that plays out um, as, as they figure out what to do next.
1: Well, the other interesting aspect is, of course, 435 plus 33 members do have elections this fall, And just as we've seen the presidential candidates on the Democratic side start to pull back from rallies and meetings and the kinds of things that campaigns consist of in person, that's probably true for all of the members that have House and the third of the Senate facing reelection. So that whole quality of what happens back in the districts could also change.
0: Right, and I think you'll see a lot more social media use here to try and reach people or use YouTube clips or um, local television appearances, things like that, to try and reach more people. Uh, If people are largely home because work is not – happening and school has been canceled and that might be the way to try to reach them but of course people have cut the cord and uh, DVR programs and fast forward right over commercials and things like that so it, it, there will bro- probably be a changed approach in how people campaign um, that's got to be something that's affected it can't go on in, in the same fashion you can't really have a rally in a lot of states right now that has more than 500 or even 250 people in some states and cities so it's going to be a challenge to try and get out there and meet people and get them to turn out to vote for you later this year
1: Now, I've seen the Bloomberg government newsroom, and that's quite a beehive of activity when things are normal. What's going on inside your shop?
0: Um, Like many employers, uh, most of us are going to be working from home. Capital will be in session. And to the extent we're able, we're going to keep covering um, what's going on up there because this is important legislation that's being considered and agencies will still be issuing responses to coronavirus and other issues. So we're going to stay on top of it to the degree we can and as much as possible.
1: Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. As always, thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on Demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
0: Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.